Despite low prices, oil and gas production in many parts of the country continues to exceed the pipeline capacity needed for transport. But as pipeline construction booms, some landowners are fighting to keep the oil and gas companies out. In Pennsylvania, an Oklahoma-based company recently filed a formal application with federal regulators to build a large interstate natural gas pipeline through 10 counties in the state, sparking intense opposition from communities. State Impact Pennsylvania's Marie Cusick reports. Kim Kahn fears her wooded lot in Lancaster County will never be the same. As she looks out over the trees and horse paddock, she worries about plans to run an interstate gas pipeline through the property. Although she opposes the project, her land could be taken by eminent domain. And we've used the land for the horses, and we've had goats over the years, and ride the hills back there, and the kids four-wheel and camp and all the things that we thought they'd be able to do forever on a property like this. All over the country, activists are trying to slow the surge in oil and gas development by embracing a novel legal tactic. They're pushing for local ordinances. Khan says she knows it's a long shot because pipelines like this one are regulated by the federal government. And the Obama administration tends to support expansion of natural gas as a pillar of its climate change strategy. We are pursuing it as a direct challenge to existing law. Late last year, the supervisors here in rural Conestoga Township unanimously rejected an ordinance to ban the pipeline. Their solicitor called it ineffective and unenforceable. Many similar ordinances have been spearheaded by a nonprofit called the Community Environmental Legal Defense Fund, or CELDEF. They work with communities around the country. CELDEF organizer Chad Nicholson says it's part of a broader effort to help fight corporate power. It's not a fracking problem. It's not a pipeline problem. It's a democracy problem. It's just that the people that are most affected by the activity are not the ones right now that have the power to make decisions about how and when that activity takes place. In 2010, CELDEF helped Pittsburgh become the first major U.S. city to ban fracking. But it was a symbolic move that was never legally challenged, since no one wants to frack downtown Pittsburgh. More recently, the group helped Mora County, New Mexico, pass a similar ordinance. But in this case, the county was sued. A federal judge recently sided with drillers. Now the county may be on the hook for the industry's legal fees. Mora County Commissioner Paula Garcia doesn't support drilling, but she also opposed Seldef's ordinance and has mixed feelings about the group's tactics. They have a very powerful message, and I think that, that they're contributing to a very important movement. Um, and at the same time, from a pragmatic standpoint, their, their approach doesn't win cases. Their approach doesn't give us tools that we can actually use. A judge in Ohio recently ruled against another CELDEF-inspired anti-drilling ordinance. These efforts deliberately conflict with the reality of the legal structure, which often gives power to state and federal regulators. That's why both industry and environmental observers see CELDEF as more of a political movement rather than a sound legal strategy. But political action is gaining some ground. The anti-pipeline movement has not gone unnoticed in Washington, D.C. Hey, Obama! Hey, FERC! Let renewables do the work! Cheryl LaFleur heads the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or FERC, which is charged with overseeing interstate pipelines. She recently spoke to the National Press Club and said people will need to learn to live with new development. 
I think that our nation is going to have to grapple with our acceptance of gas generation and gas pipelines if we expect to achieve our climate and environmental goals. But many pipeline opponents feel FERC just isn't listening and simply rubber stamps projects. They argue the pipelines won't serve the public good and much of the gas is destined for overseas markets. That's part of the reason people like Kim Khan are backing these community ordinances. Truly, this option with the community rights-based ordinance is the only thing we can find. We haven't found anything else that has any, um, any teeth to it at all. But Williams Partners, which is behind the Atlantic Sunrise Project, says the ordinances don't have any teeth. Chris Stockton is a spokesman for the company. We're regulated by the uh, federal government. And um, as a result, uh, we are exempt from um, a lot of those local, uh, local ordinances. The company is moving forward and recently filed a formal application with FERC. Meanwhile, people in Conestoga Township are pushing a ballot initiative so they can move forward with adopting an anti-pipeline ordinance. Marie Cusick, State Impact, Pennsylvania.